Hi, it's Frank Helmer. I am a costume designer on Cobra Kai, and you are watching the Cobra Kai Companion. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. I'm Brianna. And joining us for the first time on video is Frank Homer, costume designer of Cobra Kai, seasons one through four currently. How are you doing, Frank? Hey, I'm doing great. Nice to see you guys again. Yes, yes, absolutely. So for those that missed it the first time, go back and listen to Frank's first interview. You get to learn about him, uh, hear about his previous work, and seasons one and two, I believe, is what we covered there. Yeah. So... Um, we want to start off with congratulations on another successful season. Uh, season Thank four you. was amazing. We all love it. And so much to talk about, including the prom uh, sequence. Um, but let's, let's go back to season three because we haven't spoken to you uh, since then. Yeah. Um, I, I, I need to see if you can remember some of these, these details. But when we spoke with Dana Dute last year, he mentioned coming back for season three and being fitted. And, and he had mentioned if... Um, if the suit, if his suit specifically had gotten tighter, and you mentioned he might have put on some some pounds, do you remember that? Look, he throw he has thrown me so much shade over the last two seasons about that little comment. You know, it's funny because you know, as a costume designer, I'm in a tiny room usually with the actors, and I'm trying on lots of clothes, and and like I, a good portion of my job is is I guess psychology is a way to put it. it is, it's a way of like, I've got a vision for the clothes, but I've also got to, I'm, I'm helping people become the character and I'm dealing with everybody's insecurities and fears and, 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 and everything that happens. And, you know, we weren't in the middle of, of uh, a pandemic at that time, but it's like, we were like, you know, the, the, everyone's bodies fluctuates mine, like everybody else's. And, you know, Dan is so great and he's so funny and you, you, you get a quick, you get a quick relationship with people. And part of that is by just being like off the cuff and just being funny and, and joking around. But sometimes I didn't realize how close I cut to the bone with that one because it was like, I mean, I thought I'd just making a little joke. Right. And he's like, yeah, I think, I think he was like feeling a little sensitive about it. So I, I, I no longer make jokes like that. <laughs> oh no. Um, well, I mean, it's not like he did, you know, he's not like a foodie or anything, like has a whole other show about eating food, right? Exactly. And I didn't even know what a big foodie he was. I mean, we would talk about food and we see each other out and about, but it's like, I would never, I didn't know that how deep it went until he actually gave me a call and said like, Frank, I'm doing, I'm doing this show. I got this food network show and I'm so excited, but I'm doing it in Atlanta and I don't have any clothes. I'm like, Okay, well, I'm in in LA now, and I can't help you. But I hooked him up with with my assistant designer Rachel Gilfoyle, who's amazing, and she was able to pull together some magic for his show. So she actually there's a, there's still a Cobra Kai connection with his show and us because like you know the, the representative from the costume department helped him out and helped him get dressed for that. Oh, that's really awesome. That is uh, awesome. Are you familiar with his podcast, Green Eggs and Dan? Yeah, yeah, listen to that. It's great. It's great. Oh, we, we need an episode with Frank Helmer on there. We got to see what's in your fridge. <laughs> exactly. oh, it's scary right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that show. Like, um, it's such a great idea. It's such a great concept. And one of my favorite episodes uh, was also with uh, Josh Hield. So uh, oh, yeah. for those that like food, go check out Dan's uh, amazing podcast. It, it, there was a time I, I haven't checked recently, but I know he was number one in, in like the food podcast for a while. So that's oh, so great. It, he should it, be. He's hilarious. Yeah. So, um, so jumping in with uh, season three, oh, uh, we saw some returns of uh, legacy characters like Kumiko and and Chosen. Uh, what do you remember about? Uh, and just for some context, um, for those that don't know, you get the script in advance as well. You get yeah. to see who's coming back, and so that way you can get your mind processing and uh, what to dress them up as. So, can you um, talk about? seeing the return of these characters and um, your insight into dressing them. What's really interesting is that I do get the scripts in advance of shooting, but not that much, quite honestly. I mean, I get uh, in the best of worlds, I'll get a script like maybe two weeks before we start shooting it. That's 
That's great. Um, you know, because the writers are working on it right up to the very last minute. They'll, they, they'll be like, and there's always adjustments and changes throughout. But like when I, I, I'm like, as a fan, I get thrilled when I get, get the script, like, oh my gosh, Kamiko's coming back. Chosen, yes, chosen, you know? And um, I mean, part of the process too is, is like, you know, when, when we find out these characters are coming back, the first and foremost is to is to be respectful of the character and to think about where they have evolved over the past, you know, 30, 40 years. Like, like just like we did with, with um, you know, Johnny Lawrence and Daniel. Um, it's like we all we're trying to figure out where they are and, and what their core, their core selves are. Right. And of course, Chosen had the biggest change, you know, from um, I mean, portrayed in the original movie as quite the villain. Right. And and to, to see to get to explore with the actor and with the writers and, and in the show how he has evolved over the years and has, you know the, the trials and tribulations and how those that moment in the movie affected Daniel LaRusso so significantly, um, how it affected him and how they came all out of it. And it, that that's, was always been a treat. I also like an important thing for me too is to respect the, the, the culture and the place. Um, uh, you know, the, the actress play, who plays Kimiko is from Okinawa and, and, um, and Yuji, you know, it is, I can't remember if he, if he is from Okinawa, but he also is very familiar with, with the area. So it's like speaking to them very strongly, about, like, let's make sure this is right. So like with, with, with um, Chosen specifically, I always made sure that he had on like, you know, uh, Okinawa is a, it's a tropical island in Japan. So it's, it's very, it's very warm. It's very tropical. And, and, and Chosen has always been a very stylish person. So he always had like cool, like appropriate to Okinawa, like the, like the, the Hawaiian shirts, if you will, like the, 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 those camp shirts and then, you know, and linens and light fabrics and bright colors as would be appropriate for someone who had the style, you know, had a personal style about him. Um, is also appropriate to the weather and to the culture and to the, and to the region. The same thing with, with Kamiko. Well, on sort of the subject of Chosen, not a legacy character, but Tori um, in season three and Sam's nightmare sequence is wearing the bright yellow and black Vans yes. shirt. Was that meant to make us think of Chosen? Because he's kind of backed off the bright colors. I mean, it, it really was like I heightened the colors in that dream sequence just to I didn't want to tip the hand that it was a dream sequence too heavily, but I also wanted it to feel a little bit visually different. Um, you know, Vans is one of the one of the Southern California brands I like to use and pepper throughout the show because it is, you know, when I'm walking around L.A. or the Valley or wherever, I'm clocking what people are wearing. I'm clocking, I'm seeing what kids are wearing. And, and you know, Vans is, is a brand that is incredibly popular here, um, the shoes and, the, and the, the clothing as well. And so I just wanted something that was really, really distinctive and bright and that would just like really like be this, you know, there's also the, uh, a, the yellow and black colors of Cobra Kai are in there. It's like there, there's all these elements I was trying to pull together with that particular shirt and it works for me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in season three, Daniel made a stop in Okinawa. Uh, Kenji, the bartender, uh, is wearing a, a really nice uh, white white jacket. Any insight on undressing some of the the smaller characters uh, while that Daniel um, encounters? You know, I mean, it, it really is like keeping, making sure it's accurate to the place and to the location. That that really is my my guiding force for everything. Is like I don't want I don't want there to be a smaller character or a person who's a day player to pull you out of it. So it's like we were very cautious to make sure that that you know the, in the boardroom that our actors all looked in the appropriate like you know suits that that the, you know a, a Japanese businessman would wear. Like the the uh, the characters, I want them to all have a level of like regionality and specificity to that um, without pulling pulling anybody out of it because it would be terrible if like suddenly you know you saw something that was like that is very American or that is a very like that that's not something that, that you would necessarily wear there even though the world is very global these days and it, it, there isn't as much regional specificity as uh, as there maybe used to be when it wasn't quite so internet connected um, but it's still very very clear and very and you, you can see a sense of place by what people wear. Um, on the the subject of Chosen, again, um, when we had seen him in The Karate Kid 2, you know, he did wear the bright colors and his uh, his um, ceremonial gi was the, the yellow and black and his, his gi at the dojo was black and white. Uh, what was the thought process behind putting him in brown for his sequences now? 
you know, what was really interesting is like that I, t- I chose a tradition that was a, an originally a black gi, uh, a very traditional um, Japanese gi, heavyweight cotton, um, a, a really good gi. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to give a sense of age to it. And I wanted to give a sense of difference to it. I didn't want to tip the hand that he was evil. You know, there's the, the trope of the, the black and the white that we have explored so much in the show. I didn't want him to be, I wanted him to, to at least initially inhabit this, this in-between zone where he's neither good nor he's evil. And he's like, you know, he's aligned with Daniel, um, but he isn't necessarily like, like he isn't, you know, Miyagi, he's his own version of Miyagi-Do, right? So he's not, he's not, he needed to have his own identity, right? And so to, there's a, a limited palette of colors that are appropriate for karate gis. And um, so what I did, my, 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 my thought process behind it is I'll take this black gi and then I'm going to strip the color out of it. I'm going to, I'm going to strip out a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to, do color remover. I'm going to do a little bit of bleach. I'm going to give this a sense of of age. So the age in the fabric and the fibers, as well as stripping the color out and make there be a a differentiation between it. And um, I was actually incredibly like incredibly flattered. Um, Don Lee, who's one of our stunt coordinators, he is our stunt coordinator. um, uh, It does a lot of the choreography of the thing. When the first time he saw that, he's like, that is the coolest key I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, wow, thanks, man. That that means a lot coming from an, coming from martial artist and coming from my favorite stunt guys, you know, that, that, that is like that, that meant a lot to me, you know, cause it also, that means like, you know, that I got it right. Right. Because it's like, I'm always also afraid with, with, especially with traditional martial arts stuff, you know, the belts have to be tied properly. The gi has to be, I can't be doing a fashion gi. Like um, I didn't want to do anything that wouldn't feel authentic. Right. So any embellishments I do or any changes I do to it have to be in the realm of what is appropriate for a martial artist or that, that again, that wouldn't take them out of it. And also in season three, we get to see a, uh, a different timeline with young Kreese, uh mainly in the 60s. How fun was it to dress them up back in that era? So much fun. It was so much fun. I mean, we put it, the whole team, the whole show puts a lot of a lot of weight, a lot of detail into getting it right. Right. So it's like from the cars to the to the to the props, to the set dressing, to even the way we shoot it. It's like, it's really important to, again, not pull people out of that, of that moment. So it was super, super fun to do that, just to do my research and to see what people were wearing in that particular era. You know, what people of, um, you know, <laughs> I love that, that little deception when they're first in the diner, you know, and you think that the guy who's, you know, kind of bullying the, the, the guy mopping up is actually going to be like young Cree. So he's, he's in the, in that, that, um, the Letterman's jacket. And I chose colors that were like a Southern California school. And there were some details that you didn't really see on that jacket that were like specific to like, to, to, um, high schools in Southern California. And, but I love that, that little bait and switch of like, of thinking that that, the, the guy in the Letterman jacket is going to be young Cree and ends up being like the, the bus boy mop on the floor. I love that. I love that. And then getting into, into when we did the Vietnam flashbacks, I mean, first of all, I mean, we had a real Huey that was like a real freaking helicopter that flew in there and like was parked out in, in, you know, out in the woods, you know, at night in the dark, it was so cool. And then, I mean, I also needed to, again, back to the authenticity of everything. I worked with a really great um, custom house here called, um, uh, called uh, uh, not Eastern, it's called, um, well, anyway, I worked with I worked with a really great costume house here in Los Angeles. It is really good, really good with um, a military. So it's like I, I made sure that like the the belt buckles, the hats, the boots, the everything was appropriate for the Vietnamese Army and in that period. So again, that had to be like really, really accurate and really accurate for our uh, for our Western um, uh, Army people too. It was really important. Uh, jumping a little bit forward in the timeline for season three and. Uh, glancing over at Peter here. What was your first thought when they said, here's an Eagle with fangs. You're going to put it on a bunch of shirts. <laughs> I mean, joy, absolute, absolute joy. I mean, when, when they, when they threw that out, that that was the name of the new Tojo bite, like an Eagle. So good. I mean, Peter, I love that you have that shirt. It's, it's so hilarious. It's so it's so Johnny Lawrence to have that. It's like all those things. It's, it's the perfect thing. And then when the art department presented this, the artwork, the logo, it's like, okay, on everything. And it's, it's also like, um, 
you know, I, I loved getting to develop a dojo with another color, like having having the red dojo. So I have like the Cobra Kai black, I have the Miyagi Do white, and then I have like the Eagle Fang red. It was great to have this triptych of of colors together, which is so it's just visually really impactful and so just I mean so much fun. Like when he's at, in when they're training in the park and like th- he's throwing these t-shirts at these guys and like and he's you know and I found what's interesting the jacket he's wearing in that in that in that scene, he's got this, this red sort of baseball jacket that Johnny, Johnny Lawrence is wearing. It's got the white, white and red banded collar. I found that jacket in season one. I found it at a store and I was like, I bought, I think I bought six of them because I, I bought everything that they had because I was like, I don't know where this is, but this is an iconic Johnny Lawrence jacket. And I am going to, I'm just going to get it. I'm going to park it in his closet and wait for the right place for it to show up. And that was the perfect place for it to show up because it called back to the original movie and the red jacket that he wore without being like a copy. It just looked like a thing that he would, that he would buy, that he would wear, that that, that was his, his, a power jacket for him, right? The call back to his high school thing. But I just love that. Like, I mean, I mean, that's one of the things that I, I just try to trust my instincts when I'm out there, you know, shopping or when my, when my shoppers are bringing things in for me. Like to say, like, okay, I don't know where this is going to be, but I have to have this. Let's keep it. And it's, it took, I mean, it took three seasons to get on the, on the screen, but it got there. Uh, also, season three, we saw the return of Yasmin and uh, who mm. was away in France. What was it like uh, dressing on Elisa in season three? She, again, I mean, I can't tell you how great all this, the whole cast is on this show. Like, from the, the smallest part to the biggest part, they are like all just dreams to work with. And Annalisa is, is one of my favorites because I mean, also she's one of the more fashionable girls I get to have fun with. You know, I'm, I do a lot of like athletic wear, a lot of, you know, California casual street wear. I get to play a little bit more with her, which is fun. Her and Moon are both really fun to dress. And, you know, it's just, it's just great to like, you know, to get, originally she was a mean girl, you know, and she's still kind of a mean girl, but just to get that, that, you know, there, there's, that spectrum of, of that socioeconomic spectrum of people, you know, there's the rich girl and there's the poorer girls and how they have their own individual styles and where you get to like play around with stuff. And it's, it's really fun. We've got some fun things coming up with her too. And in season four, obviously. Um, I, I have to ask just cause I've noticed this mostly on Robbie, but where have you hit on this secret treasure trove of authentic eighties OP t-shirts? <laughs> where are you getting them? <laughs> There are a couple of great resources I have. I cannot divulge in public um, in Atlanta where we shoot the show. Um, you know, and I, I do, I do like uh, some of the stuff is, is actually just from the stores, from the van stores, it's from OP, it's from other places, but the vintage stuff that I find that there's a, that I have a couple of great sources and, you know, uh, to tell you, eBay is, is a, is a big friend, you know, Etsy can be a big friend too. Yeah. I, I tried to look about Robbie's um, season four, green vans jacket and it was mm-hmm. discontinued and i just may be looking in the wrong places but uh in hawaii i even stopped by a van store to describe the jacket they're like no we haven't seen that i'm like oh rats you know i mean that's that's a funny jacket because again that's something that like you know as, as we like to do we'll end one season and pick up the next season at the at the you know uh, on the next you know basically the same day that we ended that we started in that season but there could be anywhere from like three to seven months that passed in between that and like um there was, uh, it was quite the challenge when we started up with, um, with that whole crowd of, of kids that, that, you know, there could be a big challenge trying to, to um, replicate things that we didn't necessarily realize we needed doubles on for stunts. Um, I've definitely had times where I have like, <laughs> had to replicate, had to basically create a hoodie from scratch by come like Frankensteining a bunch of, uh, of other hoodies together to make up the, the same design lines. Um, but that Vans jacket, we got it. We loved it. And we were about, we were going to use it. And then we realized that, that we had, a, we had established it in the scene and then they added a stunt to it. So then we were in a huge scramble to try and find another one of them. Cause it's like, you know, we have stunt doubles and we have multiples because like of all the stuff that has to happen because it's such a physical show. Um, and if you don't have a double to it, you can't use it. Right. So it's like, if I, if I can't dress my stunt double, it's, it's, it's not going to work. So we actually had to find, we found a double of that jacket. Like, I think it was on, uh, it was on sense or something like that, where it was like, or Farfetch where we, it came in from, it came in from like, I think it came in from, from Europe or something. Cause it was like, there was the only place that had another one of them left. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I, I have one last, um, sequence from season three before we move on, Brian, just to give you an idea, but, um, the, the roller rink, wait, was that season two? That's season two. 
I don't think we ever brought that up, but I think, you know, dressing them up in uh, Tori as Madonna and um, (laughs) uh, Sam in Pretty in Pink, you know, and all that. Um, Can you talk about uh, dressing them as some of these characters from the 80s movies? I mean, it it was pitched to us as a sort of like an 80s night or an 80s theme thing, um, 80s theme roller rink night. So that was like really easy to like pull pull all these iconic things out of there. And it's like, you know, getting to make, it's a bit of a stretch. It's like, I don't think that Sam necessarily would have like had a custom made pretty in pink dress that matched Molly Ringwald's from the show. I mean, it's very plausible that, that, that Robbie would have, you know, found a white suit, you know, to, to do it, to do a, um, uh, 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 Miami Vice look. And Johnson. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so funny. So funny. But it's, I mean, it's such a treat. I mean, they're also like, I mean, you see our main characters, but there's also like, I, if you pick apart, if, if you scan through the crowd, you know, I had a Freddie Mercury in there. I had like, I had a, I had a, a, a George Michael in there. I had like all the, I threw in a lot of other like eighties characters. They're just on the background. Right. So we gave them the notes of what to bring. And then I dressed a few of them specifically just to like feature in little stuff. So you get a little, little treats beyond just our main characters. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look for those. Yeah. Um, okay. Brianna, do you have anything else with season have- three before we one very vitally important season three question. Hmm. Blue velvet. You dress Daniel in blue velvet yeah. to send yeah. him to a Christmas party. Why? I sure did. Talk about Allie. Sure did. <laughs> I mean, because he looks great. And I mean, first of all, blue is is the Daniel LaRusso color, right? He's like, right. he's always in that color. And to do again, it's it's like had us drift away from the the black and white and i also knew that, that, that johnny was going to be in white right so i wanted him in a white dinner jacket and you know i didn't want it to be like the oh are they switching are they evil who's good or who's bad i, I wanted it to be like blue is a great color because it looks so good on 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 ralph to begin with but and it's his signature color for the character but also just something that, that isn't going to telegraph in the viewer's mind that like oh black is evil white is good you know it's like there's there's all these things so it's like it's it's how to balance those all those scenes out without like you know again not pulling people out of out of what's happening in the action i just i can't even imagine either ralph or mark trying to fight in those pants (laughs) yeah it's true it's true we definitely have some we have a lot of secrets, you know, and occasionally, occasionally we run across a, a, like, especially pants, pants are a big thing with our guys because they can, um, if you can't jump and kick and fight and throw and throw punches in it, you're not, you're, you're, you're screwed. Um, uh, every now and again, I find a pair of pants that are just like the magic pants. They look like dress pants, but they like move like sweatpants. It's, it can be, it, you know, that's heaven. <laughs> and that's what we heard about the, the dresses and the prompt sequences too, it had to be raised. So that way they can fight. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's also, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things we do. Like, I mean, Tori's dress, which is one of my favorites. I mean, she also is like a dream to dress um, and a delight as a person. Um, but that dress is like smoking hot is one of my favorites, but it's also, it's finding that perfect dress that like it had that sort of, it, it was a, it was a, it was a, a, like a cheetah print, but it had embossed reptile over the top of it. So it was like a reptile cheetah and it was, it had some stretch to it. And we did a, a lot of rigging to it so that it was like, you know, everything stayed in place, but also like, and we didn't expose what we didn't want to expose, but then she could also like have an epic fight in a pool and go into a pool. And like, you know, and Sam's dress is like a classic silhouette, right? Cause she's a classic American girl. But then, you know, it was a, f- a floor length dress that we raised up to just, you know, just below her knee and did a lot. We added some crinolines. We made it, we made it into our own thing. Right. So it's like nothing, Nothing I do on the show is really straight out of the box um, or straight off the rack. Everything is altered. Everything has changed. Everything is, is there's, there's a little touch done to almost 90% of everything on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Even just like, you know, I mean, I, I, I often get comments from people or I get DMs like, why does everybody look so good when I try these things on or I try this suit on? I look like crap. And it's like, what's wrong with my body? It's like, there's nothing wrong with your body. I mean, everything, everything on every TV show is tailored. Everything, they come in there and it's like, if it's a t-shirt, I'm bringing the sleeves in to make your arms look bigger. I'm bringing the, the sides in to make your, your chest look bigger. Or I'm like, I'm like, I'm taking the, I'm taking a little bit of the back of the suit so that you have this better shape there. I'm heavy. Your sleeve is always going to be the perfect length. Your hem is always going to be the perfect length. Nothing is nothing. Even like the most casual stuff is like jeans. I, I, I hem jeans. Like we have this trick. It's called like kind of, I call it a TV hem. 
So you have a pair of jeans, the perfectly pair, faded pair of jeans, but they're too long. So you have this puddle of like denim at your ankle, which you don't want, that doesn't look great, right? What we do, my tailor, an amazing tailor named Michael Swan, she's incredible. Um, what we do is you, you, we cut off that, that, you know, that perfectly faded edge of your, of your jeans. And then we reattach it invisibly. So it looks like it's the original hem, but we've taken off like maybe this much of the length. So it's the proper length, but it looks like it's that, that, that worn in hem that was always been there, which, you know, the average, you know, average person, unless you're taking the effort to do that, wouldn't necessarily do that. You just like cut it off and hem it, but then you lose all that little, that cool detail. So, I mean, that's, that's just one of those TV tricks is that like everything is touched, everything is altered. That's amazing. Um, it, back to, you know, getting into season four from the end of season three to the beginning of season four filming wasn't seven months. It was 14. And <laughs> a lot of those kids had grown a whole lot. Yeah. So how challenging was that to make them match what they had been just way taller? Well, remember when I was talking about the hoodie that I had to like Frankenstein together? That was for that scene that, that the, um, the hoodie that is, it's a red, the blue triangle. And it's, um, it was like the bane of my existence because we were like searching high and low to try and find it. And it was just impossible because it was 14 months later. And we, um, we ended up like finding five different hoodies to, to chop up into different, sh into the shapes to, to completely re replicate that. We did the same thing with Nate. We did the same thing with, um, with Owen, um, who plays Bert, and we did the same thing. I mean, it's basically everybody. We knew we had an inkling it was going to come back. We didn't know for sure that we were going to start up at that same exact place. We had an inkling, but it wasn't. It wasn't convinced, or we weren't like they didn't tell us for sure it was going to happen. So you know, and also we've got a budget to ad adhere to, so we couldn't like it's a big cast, so I couldn't like get triples of everything for every one of those actors, and then uh, assuming it'd still fit. But it, it is, it is, uh, it has been a very fun challenge to like, to like adapt to like, you know, how someone has really, literally grown six to seven inches over this between, between seasons. It's great. Uh, speaking of challenges, did you find any challenges now that season four has been out? A lot of eyes have been on the show and people have been picking up like, oh, okay. The Miyagi-Do is more cool colors. Uh, Cobra Kai is more warm colors. Your, your reds and your yellows. We haven't really gotten to Eagle Fang yet, but also you had told me once that Sam, when she's kind of conflicted between the two dojos, she's more purple. So are you, are you finding any challenges to kind of like uh, divert from what you were kind of doing with those colors or are you like, well, this is just what I've already said and you continue to do, uh, do it that way. I mean, for, for, um, for Cobra Kai and Miyagi, it is still pretty much grounded in those, in the, you know, cooler tones versus warmer tones. Eagle Fang, because, you know, it's Johnny's DNA as well, stays in those warmer tones as well. I tend to, to, I tend to move, I don't tend to not put any like, gold or yellows in, in the Eagle Fang world. Um, but as far as like Sam, I mean, she hasn't, I've kind of let it break down a little bit. There like it, that, that color, that color symbolism isn't as important in this, in season four. Um, so it's really just like letting them be themselves is really what it's come down to. So she, I feel like Sam has grown more, is growing more into be who she is as an individual. So she doesn't need to feel visually aligning with, with, you know, e with either or, right. And, and, and replicating. So uh, I've been exploring her colors to just letting them open up and be her own, be her own self, because she is like, I mean, she is that hybrid of, all the best, right? She is that hybrid of, of, of all those things, much like, much like, um, you know, Robbie as well is like, he's been trained in, in all the aspects, um, except for Eagle Fang. Um, you know, so it's like, it's, I think Sam is the one that embodies all three as the most, quite honestly. Uh, speaking of, you know, the, the, the traditional like Miyagi and, and Cobra Kai and things like that. Um, I first noticed this at the Valley Fest in season two, and I've been wondering about it ever since, because when Daniel is standing back behind Sam and Robbie, his gi pants are noticeably shorter than mm. Sam's and Robbie's. But Ralph is the exact same height. Max, possibly a little shorter than he was when Daniel was 16. Why are his pants so much shorter than they were? Is there a reason for that? For, for Daniel? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, because he, Daniel is, is a traditionalist. He's very much in the tradition of, of Mr. Miyagi. And he and so his geese are a very traditional Japanese gi. Um, the the ones that he has for for the other Miyagi Do kids in, in, in Valley Fest is the first time we saw the Miyagi, the contemporary Miyagi Do gi. Um, uh, we weren't assuming that the that the gi was the exact same one that he wore in the original movie because it was so long ago and he's a you know he's a grown man now so it's like he it wouldn't necessarily it probably would have fit but it also would you know have worn out over the years and the belts are never replaced right the, the, i mean the the lore of the black belt in karate is that it was originally a white belt but then as you you know a master would just get dirtier and dirtier and dirtier it would turn black over the years so that that became like the black belt is is the that's kind of the origin of the black belt but the geese would change the geese can get torn they can get replaced or get worn out and so you know the if if you look at the embroidery on the back of of the um of the geese it isn't a patch i mean it isn't like the squared off patch because in the original karate kid that was the handkerchief that that you know mr miyagi's wife gave him and it was put on the back of his of his thing so we've taken the logo and in season one i believe i'd made a patch for that but then season season two three and four and and on we've done direct embroidery onto it so it's like you know Daniel's a, a, a person of means, so he can afford to have like the best, most traditional heavyweight gi for himself, which is usually, you know, it, uh, it was traditionally a lot shorter in the pant. Um, more American style, like the, the kids had more of the American style gis. Okay, okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the opposite uh, with, with Cobra Kai, moving from Miyagi-Do, um, in season four, we saw Crease with sleeves on his gi, right? Because he's usually known to be a little bit maybe short sleeves, if, if not sleeveless. Um, can yep. you talk about the changes to the Sensei Gis of Cobra Kai, but also the new gear that Terry Silver uh, um, orders them? Mm, fun. Yes. So, I mean, first of all, with the Gis, is I wanted to have, since since Chris took over, I wanted it to be his own vision of that. I wanted it to be like, you know, the, he had the sleeveless ski in the original movie, the, the sleeveless skis in the competition, which we kept, obviously, you know, for All Valley, they keep the sleeveless skis for, for co the competition. But for senseis, I wanted them to have, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be Crease's own thing. So we, we took the original patch, moved it over to the side of the sleeve. We kept the name off for them, right? Because they're the sensei, they don't need to know their name. And I just wanted to give them their own distinctive, that era of Cobra Kai, you know, as opposed, as opposed to like the original era, like, you know, the original era, Crease gave up on that. And then Johnny took it over, brought it back. He never wore a Cobra Kai logo. He was always just a plain black gi for himself. So Kreese comes in and says like, okay, I'm going to rebrand this. I'm going to take it over. I'm going to take it back. And um, it's time for a new look. And, you know, Terry Silver obviously kept, kept with that because, you know, Kreese brought him into the fold, you know, and, and uh, cause he is the, they were the two originators. So they needed to be the same, the same vibe. Did you ever entertain the notion of dressing at least one of them in pure silk head to toe? <laughs> I did. I did. It was, it was something that was a pit. I actually bought, <laughs> I bought, I bought two rolls of like, of, of like, I think probably 200 yards of not silk, but it was like a shiny black. I played with the idea of making a silky gi for, for silver. And it just didn't seem right. It didn't seem serious enough. You know, I mean, it, 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 I brought those elements of, of luxury fabrics and the silky gi in the places his, it isn't as shiny as I kind of wanted it to be, but his belt is a sateen, it's a, is a, is a silk belt. So his gi belt does have some shine to it to, 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 to call back to like, that's maybe the original belt that he had with his silky gi in the original, in, you know, in, in Karate Kid 3. Um, so, and I brought up the elements of that, like, you know, he wears a robe when he's in, in, his, in his bathroom, this is the black silk and all those things. So it's like, I tried to bring elements of that in there. Uh, it just ended up being silly. Quite honestly, it did. It, it, it's one of those things where, where it, it was a the idea of the homage to the original movie was great, but it just in two contemporary eyes, it looked it looks like why are you wearing pajamas? Speaking of uh, Terry Silver, can you talk about his new look uh, as as Terrence, uh, his his uh, purple coat, uh, his gray one uh, at the at the dinner with Crease? I mean, there's a fun arc with him, and if you follow it through, if you follow it through from the when we first see him in Malibu at his mansion and he's like wearing linen. He's, you know, there's the whole, the, the vegan, the vegan tofu, you know, all that stuff. You know, it's like, he's far away from where we last saw him essentially. He's, he's, he's no longer this, that, but he's like 
moneyed, wealthy, rich, easy, like, you know, that, that, that California linen, like nice fabrics, like, you know, easy flowing stuff. Um, and then light colors, which is very, you know, kind of very typical in, 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 in Malibu and in Southern California. But as we go through the season, he sheds that. He gets darker and darker and he shifts into blue. He shifts into darker colors. And, and we, I mean, I love, actually, the, what, when we were shooting, the first time we saw Terry Silver was in that blue coat, the overcoat with the pop collar. And he comes around to the Miyagi-Do with, with creases. Like, and this, like, you know, the, the, suddenly the, the snakes are in the hen house, essentially. And it was so powerful. We were all so, so thrilled with like his look and just him coming in with, um, with all that, with that, that whole, that whole look was so thrilling. We didn't shoot the, um, the Malibu scenes until at the end of the show. So it was kind of funny to go back to that, but the arc goes from the lighter colors of, you know, the, this, the new Terry. And as he starts to become the, what the Terry, who he always has been or always is inside, his colors get darker, his colors get, get, get like, it's, it's, it's more structured. It's more like, um, um, I don't know, classically evil, if you will. Uh, looking back on the original three movies, Daniel's color at that time definitely was not blue. It was no. red. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you are aware of it. Probably not. There is a a um, cadre of Daniel fans that have started a hashtag campaign and we use it every chance we get. It's let Daniel wear red again. Oh, really? Yes. Um, just uh, it, it, we don't necessarily want him to go evil. We just maybe want him to wear some buffalo plaid again, you know, mm. just something like that. Well, just, I mean, I, I hear that. I hear that. And and. As as we go forward, um, we get a little tired of blue, too, quite honestly. You know, um, we try to bring in some browns and some things like that. And we bring in some purples in, into into Daniel's world. So um, it's a little bit of a foreshadowing, a little bit of a red herring for you. But like um, the purples are coming in. The purples are coming back for him, um, which, you know, you could think that some of the is the original Daniel red coming back or is there other aspects of red colors that we see in Eagle Fang or whatever coming into his life and diluting his, diluting his blue a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Johnny had some blue going on toward the end of season four too. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we don't try, we try not to be too rigid with it because they're just people as well. Like, you know, they're just humans and we don't all, I mean, I, you know, nobody wears only one color, right? So it's like, it's nice to have, it's nice to have a little bit of, um, of diversity in there too. We've joked about Daniel's closet before. Yeah. Yeah. Which we blue about suit will I wear too. today? Yeah. 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 No, it's true. We do the same thing in the fitting. It's like, you know, Ralph will come into the fitting. It's like, oh, yeah, there's Daniel LaRusso. We sure see him. There's this field of blue. <laughs> um, how, when it comes to like Easter eggs, how much of it is like uh, written on paper or some of it is, is yours? I'm specifically asking about the the, the hockey game where we see uh, John, Josh, and Hayden's last names on some on, on some jerseys, uh, but also if you if you could talk about the I'm forgetting the is it is it a hockey no hope puck? It's either the puck um, hose or the puck hogs, depending on hogs. how you look at the oh, hogs. <laughs> hogs. They're hogs. They're not <laughs> hoes. They're not hoes. They're hogs. Well, they're hogs. That was a Twitter conversation with our friend Amy, and I think she said that hose would have been funnier. <laughs> and Joe said it was appropriate and his team would love it either way. So it would have yeah. been like a, like a, one of those roller rink der- derby gals. Right. Exactly. I mean, with the names, with the names, it's something that, that we, that, that, I mean, it's a combo platter. I mean, I got to, th- I got to say, I, I suggest like, we need to put your names on there. Like we want to throw this in um, because it's a place where we can have a little bit of fun. You know, like I think I, I didn't make the cut, but like my name is on one of the jerseys. We've got like our favorite, our favorite ADs, our favorite, you know, PAs, our favorite like office people. We have their names um, on there. In fact, the guy that's, that's one of the guys that's beating up um, Daniel is like, um, uh, it's the, the, the last name is the name of our, of our production coordinator. You know, it's like, it's like all these little things where we just get to throw these things out there. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And it's a combo platter of, of, of the guys and, and me, you know? So was that the making bacon pig on the front of the, the, the puck hogs Jersey? Can you tell, or is that a trade secret? It's, it's, it is, it is, it's, it's an original, it's original artwork. It's, it's, um, but you know, there's all kinds of references in there. Brianna, did you have something? 
I just asked him. It was about oh, whether or not I, it was the make and bacon I mean, pig. That was yeah. kind of like a, it was a follow up. It's so. not. Well, I mean, we couldn't, okay. we couldn't, we couldn't really use that actual, the actual. Right. Um, let's talk about some of the, the middle schoolers. We get introduced to uh, Leah, um, which when we interviewed uh, Milena, we mentioned that her name is an anagram of, uh, of Allie with an I. Um, can you mm. talk about addressing Leah and the introduction of uh, Kenny? And obviously we see Anthony a lot more this season as well. Yeah. I mean, with them, it's like it was really fun to like, again, get them specific characters. Like it, you know, middle school is such an awkward time, right? Everybody's trying to find, figure out who they are. And I wanted to give a, a a sense of 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 I guess status and like you know like the they're the cool kids that, that wear the sort of like the, the most swaggy clothes and the most like you know you know street style things. So I you know we we worked to like keep hammering that home that he's like you know that he's this this loud person. There are these big there are these big characters. Uh, you know the bullies. The bullies are often the loud ones or the ones that are they're pushing people around. I don't think that that Anthony is like that's really baked into his DNA, but he's you know fallen into this group of friends that have like you know you know taken him down the wrong path. And um, Kenny is such a great such a great character in there. I mean, I think I identify more with Kenny than I do. You know, like that was more me in middle school, like just trying to find my place and trying to be like you know trying to be myself, but then trying to fit in and be being new at school is really hard. So it was like it was great to, to kind of trying to represent as much as I could, like every kid in there, while also keeping a little bit of like personality and a little bit of individuality with that. Um, I know that uh, Leah in, in the scene down the hallway, like in the eighties, we wore the like jumper dress, mini skirt, mm -hmm. and she kind yeah. of has that on, which yeah. felt very alley of her. Yeah. I mean, we do little things like little things like that to just like throw back to the original aesthetics, if you will, or, or, and also those things, those looks are coming back right back in, you know? So these things are all like, like we didn't really make anything custom for that, but we like searched out for the things that sort of references that like references these, these like, like we did in, I guess it was a season one with the date with, you know, Miguel and Sam, when they go to golf and stuff, they, there's some, you know, shot by shot recreations of, of the date of you know of of Danny and 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 Allie and it's um it's that's a little that's where we get to have a little bit of fun in there where we get to just throw these things in that aren't necessarily like big Easter eggs but they're just references of like you know these are these are the romances that we're having these are these are the stories that are that we're following up. Um, there's a specific shirt Anthony wears in episode four hundred eight. I was wondering if you had any insight or cool story uh, where he's wearing this shirt that says legend on it <laughs> legend on it i've gotten a few comments about that actually i mean really that's yeah i have i had a couple of dms like where can i get that shirt like what is it what is the backstory of that i mean honestly it's like what i was trying to do is like trying to give that sense that inflated sense of self in there like he was like oh i'm legend i'm i'm the coolest thing ever you know it's like or he's legendary like the legend of of you know his father and like because there's that whole that there's that whole thing of like oh he's supposed to know karate or he's a, maybe we it's unsaid but we assume that he's like everybody knows that his dad's a famous karate guy so like he must know karate too but actually he doesn't know any karate at all he's never never trained and so you know that's sort of like that 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 uh bit of deception there or that self that self-inflated ego thing was what i was trying to play up with that and i think so also was a really cool shirt uh you mentioned before that you know 90 percent of the things were kind of altered was that shirt altered or was that as is i think that that i mean because like like um he's really grown he went from like very different from season one to season season four um and even over the like over the season like over the shooting it's we shoot usually in like five months like a couple of kids shoe sizes changed and like you know the waist sizes changed <laughs> things like that were like like, you know, that's, you know, dressing kids, that's, that's normal. Um, but we did, yeah, that shirt, that shirt was bigger than it was the, the, the that shirt that I wanted to use was an adult size shirt. And he's kind of in between kid sizes and adult sizes. So I took that and I, I hemmed it and I brought the, the, the body in. So it like fit him better. Um, how do you handle the unique challenge of dressing um, Gianni's self-described disproportionate limbs? <laughs> I mean, he's kind of actually that way. 
So he's like, it's quite easy to, to highlight those things. You know, it's like, you know, I'll also get things that are just slightly too small for him. So that the, so the sleeves stick out further, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll enhance it or I'll just hem it as well. You know, I'll, I'll take things and, and if they, if they fit too well, then I'll alter them to fit less well. Oh, the poor kid's never going to catch a break. He's going to be gawky till he's 30. No. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, how much did you love that Pac-Man suit? Oh, love it. We were going to save right? that towards the, the, the prom talk. Oh, but sorry. It, sorry. Okay, okay. 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 Oh yeah. No, no. Let's, let's, let's talk about that Pac-Man suit. I mean, that, that was just the thing that caught my eye immediately. I mean, it's just, it's so perfect for him, isn't it? It's like, what I found that I was like, that, this, of course, this is it. You know, it has to be the bright dress, be the crazy colors. And it's just like the fact that the throwback to like the legendary, you know, 80s video game, um, you know, that, that's, that's a throwback to the original movie, but then it's also like his own thing. And he like, and he, they're into video games. Like that's a whole, the binary brothers thing. It's like, it's, it worked that just clicked on so many levels for me. And it's just the perfectly sort of like cool dorky. Cause he's like, he's kind of cool. And his dorkiness, you know, he's like, it's like, he's not cool, but because he's like, I mean, it's, it's that thing of like confidence is cool. So it's like, cause he's so, he's so just confident. Like he wears these stupid pun t-shirts all the time. And he wears a Pac-Man suit to, to, to prom because he's so boldly doing that. It becomes cool. You know what I'm saying? And, and we, we don't get to see it, but we learned from Gianni that uh, Dimitri actually has some pretty cool socks too every outfit has like crazy socks every outfit we we rarely see them but that's just it's just part of the character i mean there are things that, that we always add that i mean i dress them head to toe even if they are not going to be seen so like even if you don't see that he's wearing like you know the, the frog eating pizza socks or like you know a, a space pug you know or or like something some crazy all the socks are super crazy yeah, it's fun. It's, it's one of my favorite parts of the Pac-Man suit was, yeah, he's this incredible dork and he's wearing a suit, not a tux. And then in walks this smoking hot, beautiful mm-hmm. blonde girlfriend and she matches him perfectly somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did what? you make Annalisa's dress to match that color red or was that something that you were able to find available? Well, I mean, I hunted it out. I mean, it's sort of like, I mean, what you, you, I built those looks around each other. Cause I also knew that, that, that she, as a character, like she's, she's fashion. She knows it. She knows you're going to match your date. So it's like, you're going to show up. And she's, even though it's a surprise, she's going to like, oh, I know she obviously would have known what he was wearing. Cause I would have been in communication of some sort, I'm sure, you know? And so they've got to, like, she, she would naturally, she would never clash. She would never clash. Impossible. Yeah, I love that uh, little Jessica Rabbit reference yes, too. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, a character that I, uh, from what I understand, was introduced but not, uh, but didn't make it into the final cut. But um, Lexi DeMarco, uh, played mm. by um, a, a different Hannah. But can you talk about the what she's wearing? Like, I got some sort of like jazz, Princess Jasmine vibes just because of the colors. I mean, I was just keeping it very like I was keeping it very like um classic and you know and and this this there wasn't we weren't given a whole lot with her character unfortunately so it's like i, I couldn't really develop it there wasn't a whole lot of big backstory to de- to develop for that so i just wanted to keep a really classic in that classic princess way you know you're i mean you 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 caught on to it exactly right okay uh, speaking of one of the more fashionable characters that we have to deal with in canon right now would be piper who joined a dojo mm-hmm. specifically for clothing that you designed? Mm, yes, yes. That was a that I mean that, that that's a great lead into that the Cobra Kai swag. Mm-hmm. Um, um that was like one of my favorite things I've ever done in my in my career. I mean honestly, it's like I I got I got approached by um by um Champion through our through our producing studio Sony um saying like hey we want to do an integration we want to we, we want to do a collaboration with you um for the show we want to put this we want to do this the swag for the and it was, it was scripted in there that the terry silver comes in and brings in new equipment brings in the the new clothes brings in all this this whole new thing just elevates the whole dojo makes it the most desirable place to be in, in the valley and um champion approached me and i jumped at that opportunity to like basically take and filter through the champion idea of of the champion sportswear was a classic classic brand really cool um uh and just really make a cohesive 
cohesive lines. Like I did four, basically four collections within the the dojo thing. There was the snake collection, the black collection, the red collection, and the the ombre collection. And they were like, I just wanted to make it be like this this. I mean, basically, they, I got to do exactly what they wanted me to do. I got to do like this 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 um, you know, as if Champion had just made these products solely for Cobra Kai. And it was like um, a dream, it's a total dream. Um, just That's real amazing. quick from, from the prom, I, I had two suits that I, I'm curious about. Bert looks fabulous. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like some sort of snake skin, but also kind of a three amigos vibe going on there. <laughs> it's right. but also, yeah, yeah. But Robbie's uh, uh, jacket as well is really nice. Uh, any any um, thoughts on those you can share? I mean, it's sort of like, like, I mean, I, again, keeping all of my characters in the realm of, of, of their dojos. So like, you know, like, uh, Bert is like, he's the, it's secretly flashy secretly. And he's sort of like this, this basic kid. Right. And he comes out with like this whole thing and he's got, he's wearing these cool, these cool high tops that I like bleach splattered. And like, he just like, I suddenly wanted him, I wanted him, I wanted them, I wanted there to be a different a side of him that people could see you know that he was like actually kind of kind of kind of a his own cool person you know and then that that suit the suit for robbie is just like the stunning it's so great so so the perfect color the perfect place for where he is and, and his emotional development all that stuff you know just like being like being that red color that blood red color is so great it's such a great comparison or a great great combo with with um tori's snake dress is so good so yeah it made me so happy yeah, they they definitely caught my eyes this season um, together, and just um, that the just them walking in with the slow mo, everything worked, yeah. and, and the colors and all. And that, that dance, I mean, that's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, understatement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about some of Amanda's looks this year? Um, because we're used to seeing her so put together and so tailored and so perfect, mm -hmm. and kind of as we got further and further down the Tory storyline with her especially the conversation with daniel in the kitchen kind of the edges are coming off the seams a little bit like she's showing like the roughness that was her past exactly um, i mean it, it, i think it, it was important for me to to help see the other side of the man we mostly saw her in the dealership right in full boss mode like in her power suits and, and that's a great and i love i love dressing strong powerful women and um, like Courtney is so much fun to dress and so much fun to be around. Um, but I wanted to see another aspect of Amanda in that of like, I wanted to see her at home when she's just being casual or, or like, and also like when she's not in the, in the full boss mode, because she's basically, she would, she approaches this whole Tory problem in boss mode. Right. And it backfires on her. And so she's got to like, she's like, she's kind of like, she, I mean, she isn't spun out by it, but she's also like, she has to like realize that she, that you can't approach everything like a pure business person, right? So, like to see her, to see her in like a little softer silhouettes and little, chi little, little like fit and flare type things, like like um, just have a, a board a different look to her hard structured look that we've seen her before in helped really just move the story forward. So help us understand that she's in a softer place or in a different place or like recalibrating how she how she carries herself. Um, as we uh, get ready to wrap up, I know you got to get going here pretty soon. Uh, we definitely have some more questions about the last couple of episodes of season four, um, mm. specifically the geese. Uh, I, I understand with uh, Eagle Fang and Cobra Kai, I'm not sure about Miyagi though, but are there any other uh, geese and, and dojos that have the, the character names uh, on them? Um, let me think. I don't think that we did that. We. Um... I mean, there were other, I think in season one, did we give a name to somebody? I don't, we didn't really, we didn't really, um, only, really only um, on Eagle Fang and Cobra Kai do we have the names because also, again, it's just that DNA that I wanted it, I wanted there to be a similarity between, you know, that, that Johnny is such a part, like Cobra Kai is like in his DNA that he wouldn't, he would, he wouldn't think not to put the name on there because that's how it always has been. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so those really are the only two dojos that, that, that have the names uh, on their geese. It's not uncommon, but it's like, it's, it's just a specific thing for them. Yeah. I wonder if, um, if there was just a way to figure out the, the listing of all those character names. 
I mean, honestly, it's like, I mean, I, we, that, that's something that, that is like, that was a specific meeting about like, who's there, what their names are. Cause like, you know, again, it comes down to a practicality thing. We have, we have the characters, we need to know exactly who's there and who's, who their stunt doubles are and, and what they're going to do. So they need to all be, all need, you can't have, you, you can't have um, someone wearing the wrong name at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing in the in the Miyagi Dogies in the All Valley that I don't remember having been on Robbie and Sam's in, at Valley Fest is the little detail stitching down on the where where it where it crosses over, right on the, the hem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the the um, the in Valley Fest, those were sort of like the early um geese for Miyagi Do when there are only two members of, of, of the dojo. Um, and then by the time we get to, to this season's uh Valley Fest, um all new geese. So it's basically these are all the Daniel pulled out all the stops, the the, the full embroidery on the back. We put I put a um uh the, that sunrise orange along the inside of the collar and the front band of 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 the of the gi. And then at the bottom I wanted to do something that made these geese special specific for all Valley and not just for like a practice year or something like that. And I also wanted to really honor Mr. Miyagi. And so I took Daniel's headband, the original headband from the movie, I scanned it and then shrunk it down and made it into a patch, which I actually put onto, onto the, 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 these, these hoodies I made for my crew and for the, for, for the whole crew on the show. Um, and I wanted to have that that honorific to him. I wanted to have something that, that made it very specifically that Mr. Miyagi was there beyond just Daniel's headband because the, it's Daniel's headband, but it also is from Mr. Miyagi, and it is like the, for us, it is that it's the it's the logo of the dojo, and and I wanted there to be like this callback. I wanted to to, re, to be reminded of the origin, you know. And so like on every student had to have that element. I wanted that, that to be on every student, not just on Daniel. That was beautiful. Yeah, I, I remember when you revealed uh, it pr prior to the release of season four, you know, just a, mm. just a little tease. Um, yeah. And we, we, I know specifically for me, I was like, well, is Sam getting a headband? Like, I had no idea it was going to be on a gi. So that, that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Cause it would, it would look, honestly, it would look a little bit silly if everybody had had a headband. I mean, and, and Miguel obviously has a headband, but he, since he competed as Eagle Fang, he didn't, you know, wasn't wearing it. So the only two people in the Miyagi Do or in the in the you know Cobra Kai Karate Kid universe that have these headbands is Miguel and and Daniel. Um, but all the like I said, like all these kids had to have that. I wanted that connection to Mr. Miyagi to be very present. Um, so I put it on all their geese. Uh, the only other one I have uh, from episode four hundred nine would be Carrie Underwood. Uh, she's mm. wearing uh, black and red, kind of you know looking like uh, Eagle Fang there. Um, yeah. The, did, did you dress her as well? I'm assuming. I didn't dress her. She had a stylist that did that. Maybe like we we were in communication about like you know what the what the vibe would be for that. But um, she came ready to go and was like it was the perfect choice for her. I mean it was the perfect choice because she also is a big she's a huge fan obviously and it was so thrilling to to give her one of the geese like she I don't know if you saw her Instagram post but there's a Instagram post of like when it came out she's wearing the eagle and that that's a proper like you know competition eagle fan gi that I designed and like she's wearing and I was like so that's so thrilling to me. You know, that I, I just, I really love that. I really love that. That's really cool. Um, my last real question, it, it's actually really kind of a silly one. Um, so Daniel's headband is a Tenengui that Mr. Miyagi used to, you know, like mop his forehead and things like that. So where did Daniel get the one he gave Miguel, assuming that you can't buy Karate Kid merchandise on Amazon? <laughs> Does he just have a bunch of Mr. Miyagi's old hand towels or in, in the lore. And we talked about this in the meetings, like where, where did this actually come from in the lore? Daniel saw them when he was in Okinawa and couldn't help but buy them. Couldn't help but bring some back with him. So like they came from Okinawa. That's that, that is, that is, that's what we came down with is like, we had, I asked that question is like, so where did he get the head? Did he have like have some made? Did he run down to little you know little Tokyo and buy them at the you know at the at the market there? Um, and that's what we, that 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 is that is the the the, the official lore is that he brought them back from Okinawa. Love that. That's fantastic. Uh, and Frank, as we wrap up here, is there anything that you can share about the the uh, the champions? Um, 
collaboration here that you got going with them? Like, isn't something supposed to be released pretty soon here? Merch wise. So my understanding, my understanding is like that that for this season, they that merchandise is not being released. Um, unfortunately, just there wasn't the time frame. I mean, such a massive beast um, to to ma- manufacture all these things, and the the merchandise line that's coming out in February with Champion is separate from those items. Or there there will be this an amazing line coming out for all three dojos. Um, which is really cool. I think it's really cool. I've seen a few pieces and they're, they're, they're pretty sick. Um, but unfortunately, I don't believe that they're releasing the, the stuff from the show this season. We're hopeful because uh, we're hopeful that, that um, for season five, that there will be the time to be able to release that into the, into the greater world. Because I would love to see that on people. I think that, I mean, it's such, it's so, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but it's so cool and so specific to, to Cobra Kai. It's, it's just like, I, I want to be, I want to go to the gym and see people wearing that, you know? Yeah. Well, Frank, I think you still have my address if you ever want to send me more. Duly <laughs> noted. Duly noted. Yeah. Well, Frank, uh, thank you so much for, for your time. Uh, we know you got to get running. So we are looking forward to whenever season five uh, releases. And, and we'd love to have you back at, at some point. Talk about Anytime. Those. It's yeah. always a pleasure. You guys, you have, always have the best questions. I have a great time talking to you guys. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, that wraps it up, everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, hopefully, you guys go back and watch, rewatch season, all the seasons, really, with uh, some kind of new insights uh, here with Frank. So, uh, thank you guys for your continued support, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Haven't you done enough, princess?